tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora, ko Rochelle tōku ingoa. My name's Rochelle, I'm part of the learning experience team at Core Education, and with me today is Ada Simmons, who is a facilitator at Core Education. We're going to be discussing online design for human connection, which is something Ara is particularly interested in and has a great deal of expertise and experience in, and is experiencing herself with for her and her whānau currently. What are some things that you would advise, some top tips that you would recommend? I have three, but before I get to that, I just want to paint a context, a context that I am currently in with my children at home doing online learning because their schools are currently closed. One of my children in particular, I see, they have a online class with their teacher every day. It happens around the same time, first thing in the morning. And what I observe in my child is that they're just completely switched off. Their cameras are off. Their teacher has them all together and some instructions are given. And I notice my child in the background with another tab open doing something else. And usually what happens is they're asked to kind of check in, but it's an open question to everyone. So if you're an extrovert, that's a really suitable environment for you. So what I also notice is it's the same students who are very quick to respond. My child's an introvert, so that's not a very good situation for him. And also there isn't any opportunity for smaller group interaction. And so from personal experience, my offering is... I I have three tips. So the first one is is around reducing separation. So we know that relational well-being is the way we connect and relate to each other and being online that is a lot harder to do because we are in a physical separation. So the question becomes how can I bring whoever is online with me together and closer together than further apart as I observe my own child who is drifting further and further apart from connections with his class. Yes, when you were saying that, it actually reminded me of the same experience I had with my child, Tamapotiki, last year. And they were experiencing the same thing where he was very disconnected when it was the whole class all at the same time. And also the teacher observed that it was actually all the boys who were talking. The boys were very, very, very talkative and the girls were less so. And so she actually ended up saying, I'm actually going to go into smaller groups and they organized that. And that was much more successful and actually had people turning up much more when she divided it up. So having seen what you suggest in place worked wonders for feeling connected and actually everyone contributing in my son's experience. Absolutely. And I would support that. 
my child hasn't the op- hasn't had the opportunity for that interaction as such. So I asked my child, you know, what is it that you would like? What would support your connection online? Because here's the thing, we don't need to know all the answers as their kaya core. We can ask the children. And one of the things my child said is because they love music and a lot of his classmates love music is it'd be great if when we came on you know there could be some music playing but that could also be a focus of how we might like to check in so that's just one example from yeah from from them so so not to feel that we need to have all the answers of all the ways we can bring young people together The second tip is the idea of meeting individuals where they are. So any of what I'm sharing is completely applicable to both adults and students. We shouldn't make the assumption that when we're online with somebody or a group of individuals that they don't actually want to connect We can't make assumptions around how open they will be for connection or how closed. For me, something I'm always mindful of and also thoughtful of is this idea that we all walk around with invisible signs around our necks. And that sign says, make me feel important. And so in the online space, because we are separated physically, We need to find ways of how we can check in with people. That perspective and from that perspective of meeting online with with lots of kayako when we're doing hui, there's there's a tension that goes on. There's a tension in terms of, right, we're in this hui and we've got to get X, Y, Z done and we're in a rush here. We haven't got time for whakafanonatanga. Or there's the other side of it and people just want to come to the session and just breathe and just notice that they're in a transition. So that's what I tend to acknowledge in the space when I start any online whois with anybody is the opportunity to check in. And the language that I use is very invitational. You're invited to share and acknowledging we, we've just left a busy workload to make arrangements to come to this hui, acknowledging that transition, but also taking breath at that transition in terms of our brains. You, you know, we don't multitask. We think we can multitask. We think we can be online, but be typing an email to somebody else. What we can do is attention switch but when you attention switch you miss lots of other bits of information in in between so what I encourage people to do is we acknowledge the space and we always do whakafanonatanga no matter what so that's the bottom line but it might be with the idea of you are invited to share a word of how you're feeling right now or a phrase, and an option is given. And what I generally find is those individuals saying, I haven't got time for this, they also participate. Or even if they don't, that's okay, because what 
actually happens and it's a bit like having your breakfast first thing in the morning it sets the tone for the rest of the day how you start the hui sets the tone so if they haven't contributed or connected at the start of that hui you generally find they have connected at some point along the hui and brought part of themselves in so that's my second tip my third one is this idea of being deliberate and intentional going back to the example of my child my child has his camera off when he has online sessions takes a bit after his mum because that's exactly what I do too when I'm in larger groups my camera tends to be off we already know that it's very energy draining being online having your camera on all the time um, so that is a legitimate choice that we've got but what we can plan for and this is a third tip is being deliberate and intentional so when I'm online be it with teachers well it usually is with teachers that at certain point we have a deliberate activity that means everybody's cameras they are online and it might just be for five minutes but that's all it can take the idea is to deliberately and intentionally cultivate your online space for connection and whatever else is the content within that online hui or class flows you've been listening to a core education podcast pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities